Hello everyone, before we get started, how about I read a couple brand new fresh 5 star reviews. Who would have known? All I had to do was, uh, you know, miss a few weeks and then here's some new reviews. This one is from April 11th from Cat Cafola. Uh, genuine belly laugh, 5 stars. Uh, I, like, I look like a psychopath every time I listen to your podcast because I laugh hysterically throughout the whole show. You're amazing. I hope you come to Rochester, New York sometime soon. I am definitely working on a tour. More on that in just a second. Uh, and then the other one was from a Cole Pfeiffer. Uh, great pod, five stars. This week in Zoltan is the best podcast I've ever listened to. Suck on that, Joe Rogan. I hope you keep making them more. I hope you keep making more because you make me laugh every night. Hell yeah, Cole. We're recording as we speak. Uh, I have some live show updates coming up. San Diego uh, this weekend, April 24th. There's only eight tickets left as I'm recording this. We are doing our jazz and comedy show uh, once again, which is cool. I had a, I think we got to do two or three of them before the pandemic happened. Loved them. It's a project I'm definitely going to keep doing, and I'm glad we get to do it again. Uh, that show is this Saturday, April 24th. Once again, there's only eight tickets left, so Maybe by the time you hear this, it's probably going to be sold out, but who knows? You should check still. You should do that. Um, also, Seattle, uh, July 11th and 12th. I'm going to be, uh, or is it June? Ah, hot dog. <laughs> is it June or July? I don't know. I should know. I do know. Deep in my heart, I know. Oh, I'll just go to my own link. I'll go to my own link tree and figure it out. Maybe it's June. Maybe it is June. Yep. June 11th and 12th, I'm in Seattle. Laughs Comedy Club, get your tickets. Uh, and then I'm working on a, on a couple three-city tours. The one I have been able to set up. Tickets are live for this, Milwaukee. It's my first time ever performing in Milwaukee. I will be there Friday the 13th of August. Yeah, it's an unlucky day, but we're going to have fun on a superstitious day, August 13th, Shank Hall in Milwaukee. It's a rock and roll club. It's been there since the 80s. It has a little, I mean, based on what I can see online, has a bit of grunge to it. Uh, so don't delay. Get those tickets. And the other show I'm setting up, tickets will be on sale soon, is Chicago. Um, out in the suburbs of Chicago, there's a nice community theater there, and we are setting that up as the tickets should go on sale soon. And the third city that I want to add to that little weekend, I'm going to do Milwaukee, then Chicago. I'm trying to figure out, it's either going to be Minneapolis, or South Bend, Indiana, or Fort Wayne, Indiana, or maybe somewhere in Iowa. Uh, I'm talking to a few venues, we're trying to get it squared away, we'll see who bites, and we'll see where that third show ends up. But other than that, uh, I think it's time to get to the show. If you want to see upcoming shows, go to ZoltanComedy.com. I need to update it, and I will soon with these new shows. I definitely have to. Um, please sign up for the mailing list at the bottom. I also do email blasts to let you know where I'm at and what I'm doing. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Do all the good stuff. I think that's enough for a dumb long intro. Why don't we get to the show, huh? I say we do. So hit the music. This week in Zoltan. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Welcome to This Week in Zoltan, episode 322, coming at you on a beautiful, let's call it Wednesday. I think it is Wednesday. 
It's a little dim. Hopefully there's enough natural light coming in for the people watching on YouTube and for the people listening. Uh, it doesn't matter what the lighting is. Isn't that the magic of audio? Uh, welcome. I, I hope you guys are all doing good. Um, before we get even started with this, let me give a special shout out to the people that uh, not only subscribe on YouTube, but they go the extra mile and they join my page, meaning they pay a monthly subscription fee. There's three different tiers, a buck ninety nine, four ninety nine, and nine ninety nine. These are the people that are donating at the nine ninety nine a month level. These are my cat person people. Uh, Lori, don't you know? Alex Lyman, Urban Mental Terrorist. That's a good screen name. I think if there was ever a screen name to be checked by the FBI, Urban Mental Terrorist uh, might be one. Uh, there's Z Man or Zez Man. Or ZZ Man, uh, Phoenix74, Shelly, Cole, Mano uh, Monley, yes, I can read, uh, Rebecca Downs, B1 Bailey, Linda Roberts, Stephanie M, Julia Avina, Isa Don, Renee Spaulding, yeah, I read ahead so I can look into the camera, uh, RC Woodshop, Craig Rappaport, Judy Dean, Marilyn RX, Diane Norton, Laura Rolfson, Sarah Zanto, all the way out in Australia. Uh, Laura Hornstra, and Alan Nugent. Uh, you guys are awesome, and if you want to uh, join the page and support further, uh, go to YouTube and go do that. All right, we're here. Got all the good stuff out of the way. I'm going to make a declaration. Um, I declare the pandemic is now over. That's uh, my big declaration. Yeah, I declare that the pandemic is now over. I don't, I don't think I have the, any right to say that. I have no medical degrees. I never went to college. I have a 2.75 GPA uh, from San Marcos High School. But, you know, I'm, I'm stuffed to the gills on some vitamins that Joe Rogan sold me. And I'm, I'm going to say it. I think the pandemic is over. <laughs> and here's my reasoning. Uh, I was flying home from Kansas City uh, two Sundays ago. Great time in Kansas City. I was flying home, and across the aisle on the flight, there was a lady who had the whole row to herself, and she was just sleeping face down in the seat. Like, no pillow, no rolled-up sweater, just face into a Delta seat cushion. And I remember seeing that going, I think the pandemic's over now. I think that's the official end. Because I was just watching that, and I was thinking about just 12 months prior, one year ago, just thinking how I would dress up to go to the grocery store. I would go to the grocery store, and I was dressed like I was clearing graphite off a rooftop in Chernobyl. And then now, one year later, there's a lady just motorboating a Delta seat cushion, just... And I'm like, yeah, I think the pandemic's over. I... I'm not saying don't take precautions. I'm not saying don't get your vaccine. I'm just saying I think it's done. Every time I do a Zoom show now, it feels nostalgic. It feels like just something to do to remember 2020. Because I think it's, I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about it. That's just the vibe I'm getting. I'm half vaccinated. Uh, I get the second vaccine on Saturday. So I'm already planning to be sick for Sunday, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild. Also, being half vaccinated, 
gives me confidence that I don't think it should. I don't because I don't know what half vaccinated means. I don't know which shot's more important. I get the Moderna. I've heard less stories of those people dying. I don't know. I just uh, I, I squeeze avocados at the grocery store now. You know, before I used to just guess. For the last twelve months, I've been eyeballing avocados, going. I'm assuming that one's not a rock, and then I would just scrape it into my basket, and then we'd find out when we got home. But now I'm half vaccinated. I'm just in there squeezing avocados, going, we got a ripe one here, baby. And I throw it over my shoulder. My girlfriend catches it in the basket. Uh, We yell teamwork, and everyone in the grocery store looks at us like we're lunatics. But that's, um, I'm, I'm declaring the pandemic is now over. That's what I'm doing. It's been nice to get back out there on, on the road. That's been the best part. I uh, I think since I last recorded, I've been in Cleveland and Kansas City. Cleveland, uh, I'll start there. You guys were amazing. Thanks to all the people that came out for those four shows over four nights in Cleveland. That club treats you like royalty. They treat you so nice. They're so kind. They have a delicious restaurant. They give you amazing food. They put you at a nice hotel right by the club, so you just walk right on over to do your shows. Um, they they had some pandemic protocols in, so I, I think they were at like 40% capacity or 50% capacity. And then they also do this. If you sell out a show, they give you an engraved baseball bat. I don't know if you guys... Uh, I just posted it. If you haven't watched it, go watch the video I posted on my YouTube page about my week in uh in cleveland is that the cat scratching itself miso what you doing and i got a mushy down here the cats are all around me uh these are my girlfriend's cats by the way jessica's doing well um but the uh they treat you like a million bucks let me show you the bat in case you haven't seen it and if you're listening let me verbally describe the bat but i'm gonna get it it's right here on my wall Yo, look at this thing. It's, it's an engraved bat. It says hilarities. Am I holding it upside down? What a dope. Here we go. It says hilarities. It says my name. There's a Hungarian flag. And then it says uh, Johnnyville Woods. I think that's the guy who made it. He was this uh, eclectic older man who came and he, he presented it to me. And I guess he used to be a minor league baseball player, and now he uh, he engraves bats. And then they also engrave that little comment in there. It's a message from the owner, Nick. And uh, let's see if I can read it. Aki Akichi Nem Besuli Najot Nem Eredem Demli. Uh, I found, I read that horribly, but what that translates to is uh, those who appreciate the small things uh, deserve the big things. And I, like, who does this? Who who gives a comedian a signed bat? I once did a show where they accused uh, one of the comics of stealing the cue ball from a pool table, which we did, but we don't care for that accusation. We just wanted them to stop playing pool so we could do our show without hearing, hearing billiard balls slapped together. And here we are now. There's a comedy club, Hilarities, that I work. This is my third time working it. And they gave me a commemorative bat for selling out a show. Hell yeah. 
Look at me swinging this thing around. Man. This is, the, uh, not only is this a trophy, which is what it is, but if anyone breaks in here, they're getting this right between the eyes. They're going to have the, uh, they're going to have my name implanted right in their forehead. Or maybe the Hungarian saying, that'd be awesome. Someone breaks in and I jab them right in the chops with the, uh, the Hungarian saying, and then they got to go take their mugshot. And it just says, for those who don't appreciate the small things, they don't, they don't deserve the big things. That'd be great. So yeah. Cleveland was amazing. I also um, I also got to meet one of my comedy idols. So I was just doing the early shows. I was doing the 7 o'clock shows. And I got to work... Uh, Robert Kelly. Um, he's been on a bunch of stuff. I don't know why this plant is so close. Uh, Robert Kelly was doing the late shows. And I, I grew a big fan of him. He was on Tough Crowd. You know, he just came up in that era of comedians... That uh, that I love uh, the Bill Burr, the Patrice O'Neill, Rich Voss, uh, you know Colin Quinn. Well, Colin Quinn was ahead of them, but you know they were all in that tough crowd group. Um, Louis, you know I love all those guys. Uh, and he was like, you know, he was in that group. But I don't even think they have a name. They're not like the Rat Pack or anything. But he was doing the late shows, so I got to watch him. What a killer, man. I remember, so he did Friday and Saturday, and I had a really fun show on Friday and a really fun show on Saturday. And I, I, was, in the, I was in the club watching him do both shows, and I was like, well, that guy had the best set of the weekend, both, both nights. He is just, if you've never seen Robert Kelly live, go see him. He doesn't let you breathe. And that's what I love about the East Coast kind of style especially that's the style from that era they would clobber you over the head with joke tag another punchline just bam 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 here's a callback bam a little bit of an act out but not corny or cheesy and then just they don't let the audience breathe and i love that style i love it it actually remind while i was watching robert kelly there was a famous uh, rant that Bill Burr had against alt comedians. This, I mean, this has to be ten years ago, or close to it. And he was uh, he was saying he goes, you know, all these alt comedians, uh, when we do a comedy festival, they can't go on early enough. Like they want to go on really early before the crowd gets tired because they don't have the style in which to win over a dead crowd. And he's like, you know who would be closing it out after a two-hour-plus show? Robert Kelly. And he would go up and destroy. He would mop up. Because he has that relentless style. And I was watching it. And it was in front of a fresh crowd, but I'm like, I could see this man destroying in any situation. Because he is that funny. Do yourself a favor and go watch, uh, go watch Robert Kelly. Uh, we also got to go out to lunch together, The because uh, that club treats you so nice. Uh, the manager, Sam, he uh, he took us all out for dim sum on Saturday. We went to this place. I don't remember the name of it. It was like in an Asian, uh, like a little strip mall. So right across from the restaurant, there's like a store selling like swords and nunchucks and stuff. And like the, the cat clock that does this. For those listening and not watching the video, you know the one where it's just like the arm going back and forth and the eyes go left and right, and then the clock's on the belly or something? They're selling a bunch of that crap. 
And so it was like one of those malls, and then there's a the dim sum place within it, and great food, amazing, and uh, everyone's you know talking, you know Robert Kelly's leading the the conversation because he's the legend, and he also has you know this big personality, and he's being very funny. And I worked with uh, one of his buddies, Rich Voss. I've I've gotten to open for him a few times. And uh, he, he's the same kind of guy, you know, he'll bust your balls, but he does it in a way that he loves you. Like, he, I don't, maybe loves too big of a word. He likes you, but he just busts balls. That's like that East Coast, New York, Boston, New Jersey. That's their kind of energy. And then, so I was like, I remembered a story where Rich Boss and I were working together in Vegas and we went over to the Laugh Factory. We were working at MGM and we went over to the Tropicana where the Laugh Factory was um and uh, Andrew Dice Clay was there and we both went in and we got kicked out of the green room and the manager kicked us out Harry Harry Basil the guy who runs that club and uh, he kicks us out and he goes Dice doesn't want anyone in here and uh, we eventually the doors open like five minutes later they just open like on their own and we're like does that mean we can go in and so we walk in and then Dice gets up and greets Rich Voss and then he looks at me and kicks me out twice he kicked me out again. He looked at me. He's like, I don't know you. I don't want you in here. And I don't even blame him because I look too excited to be there. I had a very like, you're Andrew Dice Clay look on my face. And uh, which would startle anybody. If anyone's ever seen my excited face, it's startling. So I don't blame him. But he kicked me out again. And then uh, Va- uh, Rich Voss came out afterwards. And he was like, man, I'm sorry. That was so re- weird. And I'm sorry they kicked you out. I'm like, hey, dude, you don't have to apologize. So I was just kind of like telling that story. And midway into it, uh, Robert Kelly just looks up and goes, that story really fell apart there, didn't it? And I just, I laughed and I sucked my head and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it did fall apart. And then that night, I remember getting ready in the the hotel. I was putting on my little leather jacket and fixing my hair for the show. And like... I was getting ready with comebacks in case he said anything, you know, in case he said anything about my leather jacket. I'm like, I'm going to make fun of that cardigan that looks like a robe on his fat ass. I was like getting ready for comebacks like it was middle school. Like that's what I used to do in middle school when all our friends used to bust each other's balls. I would like think of like comebacks while I was brushing my teeth in the morning so uh, no one would have the upper hand on me. And then, of course, I showed up to the club and he was nothing but polite and he was, he was great. Um... But that was, uh, what a great weekend in Cleveland. Thank you to everybody that came out. And uh, if uh, if you haven't already, go to YouTube and check out the, the stand-up and travel vlog that we put together. The guy who opened for me, Alec Parent, who is touring America in a van. Uh, he filmed it and he edited it, edited it and put it together. And I think he did a great job. And we definitely want to do more of them. So uh, give that a look-see and see if you like it. Um, and then we went to Kansas City. I, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, it was such a big letdown. And then we went to Kansas City. Kansas City was great. The Comedy Club of Kansas City. Uh, it's a really nice club. It's very photogenic inside. Outside is just a strip mall. It's like next to a Subway sandwich shop. I also posted a video about that weekend. Uh, it's entitled Heckler vs. Barbecue because I got a lot of barbecue recommendations. And someone yelled at me from the audience because I didn't go to the one they recommended. Um, but I had a great weekend out there, too. Thanks to everybody who came out in Kansas City. Uh, just like Cleveland, 
Kansas is a very Kansas City, Missouri is a very underrated city. Not Kansas City, Kansas. Kansas City, Missouri, very underrated, as is Cleveland. There's so much to do. So much to do. We went to the West Bottoms and looked at and the West Bottoms of Kansas City, Missouri are old factories that uh, went out of business. So they're just giant brick buildings, you know, seven to ten stories high, I, I think. Uh, and they're all brick boarded up. They look It looks completely abandoned and out of business from the freeway. And even while you're driving around and you're like, is this safe? And then you look in the windows and you see like hipsters in there selling coffee. Are the cats really going that crazy? What is the deal, boo-boo? They're having fun. Um, yeah, yeah, like the West Bottoms. Everything looked out of business. And then you look in the in the windows and they're like, oh, it's a vintage shop. Hell yeah. And we ended up having a great time down there. We went to the Arts District, walked around there. Kansas City, Missouri, underrated. My only critique of the comedy club is the location. I wish it was downtown. I wish it was in the mix of everything. Because the, uh, the club is, I think, in Overland Park. I don't know if that... Is that the name? Uh, whatever. It's 20 minutes from downtown. So I had a rental car. We drove it. Whatever. It wasn't a big deal. The only thing that would have made that experience better is if the club was downtown. But the owner was very nice. He treated us. Uh, he treated us great. Great hospitality. Also a big pro wrestling fan, which is uh, huge points in my book. All right, this guy took Sunday, Saturday off to watch the first night of WrestleMania. Um, so good for him. And uh, thanks to everybody that came out in Kansas City. It was awesome. I'm looking forward to things going back to normal. And I'm looking forward to making more of those travel vlogs that I did with uh, with Cleveland and and a little bit of Kansas City. But I want to do them with Alec because he did such a great job that uh, I definitely want to work with him more on that. Um, what else did I have written down? I got a couple videos to watch. Oh, I got a burrito from Chipotle. And which is, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, but because I live in San Diego, it's like, that's not where you go for Mexican food. You don't go to Chipotle. You don't go to Taco Bell. There's an amazing Mexican food all over the place. And if you want to get something on the level of a Taco Bell, there's one on the corner. You order it through bars in the window. It's called a Roberto's or something. And it's going to be great. And it's you're helping small business. But I went to Chipotle because we went boxing. And my uh, Emma was like, hey, let's get uh, let's get Chipotle. I went there. And I, dude, it's bland. It, Chipotle is white people Mexican food. It's the... Tex-Mex of California-style Mexican food, okay? It's not good. Stop telling me it's good. I don't know. I watched them pour a lot of things into the burrito. None of them had flavor. It was all just there. It was there. McDonald's burgers have more flavor than Chipotle burritos. And the other thing, I posted this picture on Twitter and on, uh, and on Instagram. They can't wrap a burrito. All right, the only thing Chipotle has proven since I think it's been popular in, since 2005 is that white teenagers can't wrap a burrito. They don't know how, all right? They, they, first of all, way too many ingredients, and you roll it, and then you can't have soggy ingredients in there because it all blows out the bottom. That's what my picture was. I got like maybe eight bites into this burrito until I looked down, and I was leaking all over my crotch and all over the table. 
That's what she said. All over everything. And I had to go back in and get a fork. And they looked at me like, oh, you need a fork? You didn't order a bowl. Yeah, I pretty much did. I ordered a burrito that became a bowl pretty quick. It's just all out the bottom. Real Mexican restaurant, the burrito has integrity. All right? It has integrity. It stands up to withstand whatever crap you jam in there. But not these white people burritos that Chipotle's putting out. It's weak. It's soft. Snowflakey, if you will. Can't withstand the queso. It just gets soggy and... It needed... Uh, that burrito needed a mental health day. It needed a 15-minute smoke break. Not a real burrito from a Mexican restaurant. That is a sturdy tortilla. You could pour chicken noodle soup into one of those tortillas and it would hold stiff. So that was... Yeah. I made the mistake. I'm not going back. I'm not going back to Chipotle. I mean, you know... Unless I'm somewhere else in the country. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm at a Chipotle. When I travel is when I eat at all the restaurants I dislike. Like, at home, I'll make fun of a Starbucks, a McDonald's, uh, a Chipotle, a Panera. I'll make fun of all of those. Like, what? Look at all those country bumpkins eating at those places. But then when I travel, I'm in the middle of Kansas somewhere. And I'm like, is that a Chipotle? A hell yeah. I'm about to give me a burrito that turns into a bowl. This time, I'll remember to get my fork ahead of time. So there you have it. Stay away. Uh, there were two videos that cracked me the hell up. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna interject them. The, uh, the first one. Did you see the My Pillow guy get duped? Can I say the My Pillow guy might be my favorite guy? I think he's my favorite entrepreneur. He might be my favorite CEO. <laughs> he's just insane. The Michael Lindell guy, he is as insane as you would expect from a guy who became a millionaire off of selling pillows. He doesn't sell, like, bedding. He sells pillows. He doesn't also sell you a comforter and a bed frame and a match. He sells pillows, dude. And it's called My Pillow. It's not even, like, the world's most comfortable. It's just My Pillow. And the infomercial is him looking like Tom Selleck if movies didn't work out. Just squeezing a pillow going, this is my pillow. And then he became a millionaire. He's my favorite CEO. All right? Elon Musk, uh, Mark Cuban, all you guys pushing cryptocurrency so you guys can become trillionaires while the rest of us will have to live in that cool van that we just bought for Instagram. But sure enough, we're going to be forced to live in it because whatever's out of whack, that's another rant. But those guys have to take second and third place to Michael Lindell. He was on some sort of half-rated news show. You know how, like, news isn't... Now it's just, like, we're split down party lines. And this is, I guess, this... I don't even know what news channel this was. This was one where it was, like, all, like, right-wing news. Like, I think it was... I think it was, like, the QAnon news hour. I don't know what it was. But he was on there, and during his interview, he's like, I have President Trump on the phone... And then it turned out not to be President Trump. And then he just, and he found out live on the air. And it was like every prank from the 90s. It was like Michael Lindell would have fallen for this prank if he was a rock radio DJ in 1995. This is the same prank, but here we go. Oh, here we go. Breaking news here with a guest. Hello? 
He's so happy. Hello, Mr. President. MacronShow.com, bitches. Macronshow.com. Okay. All right. I guess that was. You see what they're doing? They're attacking us. They're attacking us, and this is what. Uh, I mean, that even came up. They're attacking into our phones. It came up that it was a legitimate, legitimate number. Call. A legitimate. I know the numbers coming from from. I mean, that's beautiful. Especially at the end where he goes, see what they're doing? They're hacking our phones. They weren't hacking your phones. They called you. They called you and lied to you. That was the hack before a hack. You don't have to, like, break into a cell phone tower to find out Mike Lindell's phone number and go, hey, I'm calling from D.C. or Mar-a-Lago or wherever, and then go and then do a horrible Trump impression and then just cuss him out live on the air of... QAnon News Hour or whatever the hell that was. It, it, those are just the little joys. I mean, that's harmless. That's not even political. You can't even say that that's it's not political. It's just a good old time right there. That's like uh, you can go on YouTube and and look up. There was like a telethon. They were trying to raise money for something, and I think this was in the '90s. And then they kept putting callers live on the air, like, "Oh, how much are you <laughs> donating?" And it would just be someone farting into the microphone or something, or farting into their phone. And then they'd keep having to hang up, but they kept falling for it. Bless Michael Lindell's heart. I think he's a lunatic. I think he's as insane as someone needs to be to sell that many pillows. It's not going to be you and me doing it. It's got to be really someone on the, the fringe, you know? Who the hell is going to become a millionaire selling pillows and only pillows? I don't even think he sells the pillowcase. I think he sells pillows, period. And that's the end of transaction. What else do you got? Nothing. How many pillows do you want? Two? One? Whatever. We won't even send you three. Because then we're going to have to change the name of the company to My Pillows instead of My Pillow. I love I, He's entertaining. And then the other video I saw, uh, and this cracked the hell out, oh, it was beautiful. It was from a security footage from a dude's house. Which I think that's the only good thing ring doorbells are, are good for. They don't stop any crime. You just get footage of the crime. But really the best footage from ring doorbell and security apps is just people embarrassing themselves in their front yard and then them having documentation of it. It's the best one. So I found this one. TMZ posted it. And it just said, Rabid Bobcat attacks girl in wild video. Which sounds scary. But it's a bobcat. It's not a mountain lion. It's a big-ass house cat. Uh... You have to, it's, it's great. The video starts with the guy just like going, I need to get my car washed. And then you see his, like, I guess it's his wife that comes out. And then <laughs> you hear a cat go, and then attacks. And then he, we just have to watch it. Here we go. Of course there's an ad. Why wouldn't there be an ad? TMZ's got to pay that douchey host, Harvey Weinstein. Although those progressive commercials are pretty damn good. Um, uh, 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 my neighbor was attacked by a bobcat just now. Attacked by a bobcat? Something that is not a cat. Oh, this um, isn't the video. My husband is outside keeping the bobcat on the control. 
Got it. Yeah, they used to have the video in here. Ah, yeah. Let's see the video. He like throws the bobcat and then it comes back and attacks her again. Here we go. If you don't get joy out of that, I you gotta you gotta change your life to you, you gotta do something. You gotta pick yourself up by your bootstraps if you don't get joy out of that. Just some regular that could be you or me. That could be anybody. Just some regular dude going out there. I gotta get this car clean. What's that? It's a bobcat. And then he picks it up and he chucks it like it. Uh, yeah. Has it ever worked with the cat? Do you know anything about cats? You could tie up their legs and throw them in the air and somehow they'll still land on their feet and come back and kick your ass. He threw it like 10 feet and then the cat just landed very softly and went, ah, I'm still going to kill you. You threw him. <laughs> the best is he's holding it going, what is, what is it? It's a, it's a bobcat. And then he just chucks it. I'm going to shoot it. You, you couldn't. What are you going to, you're going to run in the house and then you're going to go f unlock your safe? I think it's already gone. It's already gone. And your wife will already put in, be putting like Neosporin on the claw marks. It's over. Those were the two bits of video that really made me giggle. I hope you guys enjoyed them. Um, I think that's it for this, uh, this week's episode. Uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, don't forget to leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to, leave a comment. I'll read it in the opening buffer of the audio version of this show. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, if you're watching this full version, that's the $4.99 a month. You guys are awesome. Thank you for your support. If you're listening, uh, go to YouTube. Go subscribe at least. I mean, that's that costs you nothing. If you want to support further, um, sign up. Uh, sign up to join my page. Buck ninety-nine gets you early access to videos that I post. Uh, $4.99 gets you full episodes of the podcast with video, and then $9.99, um, I changed it up. It used to be a weekly live, but I wasn't getting much interaction on that, so what I changed it to uh, was I'm going to start posting full sets of my stand-up. Uh, like when I put together the sets from Cleveland or Kansas City, I just show little clips of them. I'll post the whole thing. You guys are super fans. Uh, just know that if you watch that and then I come to your town, it's going to be a similar set, all right? I'm not some who's coming up with an hour every week of their lives. Uh, but yeah, this is the show for this week. I hope you guys have a good one. Stay safe. I'm going to get my second vaccine. I'll let you know what it does to me, what it doesn't do to me. If my arm gets sore, if I get the flu, we'll see. But slowly, I, I still go back with, I think I'm calling, I'm calling the pandemic. I think it's, I think it's over. I, I'm not telling you not to be safe, but I think we're 
really towards the done. And I'm stoked about it. I'm excited to see you all. I'm excited to perform in front of you all. And I'm excited uh, for all of you to go back to life as normal. All right, this is the longest send-off I've ever done. There we go. And good night, everybody. Or good day, or good morning. Good, good grief.